0: Today, a deeply divided America votes in midterm elections for Congress, governors, state and local legislators. Between a level of extreme polarization, not seen in decades, the vote is in many ways a referendum on President Trump's unique and unconventional presidential style. Yes, his America first agenda and his bid to take the Republican Party in a radically more nationalistic directions. I'm Bruce buddy. join me as we'll be discussing Election Day in America. Democrats, fired up against President Trump, of course, are hoping that strong turnout among millennials uh, and women, particularly in politically purple suburban districts, can help them gain a good number of seats they'll need in order to take control of the House of Representatives, as many national polls we've seen in recent days have suggested that they actually can do that. Republicans, meanwhile, are focused on defending their control of the Senate. President Trump, in recent days, has rallied uh, the party's base by injecting fears about immigration and placing attention on America's booming economy. In fact, the latest surveys suggest that GOP, the Republicans, will hold the upper chamber, and that is the Senate. Well, here's the thing. Since our, um, if you will, beat here is global affairs, and that's what we talk about for the most part in this podcast, so let's take a look at the elections uh, through that lens, meaning foreign affairs. Why don't I start with this question? So how much do midterm voters care about foreign policy? Well, actually quite a bit. Polls suggest that foreign policy is a top issue for about two-thirds of the voters right now. That's about the same as in 2014. And while it ranks lower than traditional domestic issues, let's say such as healthcare, a top concern by the way for 80% of the voters, economic policy or immigration, it is one of the few issues that is equally important to both Democrats and Republicans. So, what's more, while it's true that immigration exceeds, if you will, foreign policy as a concern for Republicans, then climate change does the same for Democrats. Both of those issues are, in fact, closely bound up with a broader debate about what role America should play globally today. For Trump and his supporters, for example, proposals to control and regulate immigration, more tightly and exit global agreements to combat climate change are part of this package of more assertively nationalistic america first foreign policy than he has outlined previously even from his campaign time well here's another question do other countries and their leaders care you bet they do other world leaders are watching the elections closely because of what the results tell them about trump's political future. Yes, a strong showing for the GOP will put Mr. Trump in a more competitive position as he seeks his own re-election in just two years. Well, that calculation is particularly important for leaders at odds with the United States. After all, let's look at China. Chinese President Xi Jinping has to calculate how far to take this trade war with the United States. Let's look at North Korea, for example, where their leader's King Jong-un has to craft an endgame for his current strategy of pursuing, in a way, uh, Mr. Trump's personally without allowing much of this denuclearization to move forward. And let's talk about Iran. Iran has to decide whether to leave the nuclear deal uh, now uh, that the U.S. has, in a way, exited, or to hold out hope, for in a way repairing it under the future US administration. So these are the things that Iran and Tehran are also looking at. All of those critical decisions look very different if Trump seems likely to be in power for another six years rather than let's just say two short years. But that question matters also uh, for traditional American allies such as Japan, Canada or the European Union which are watching closely to see and evaluate the depth and stability of the uncertainty the Trump administration has introduced into their ties and connection with Washington. The prospect of another six years of Mr. Trump would accelerate their efforts to develop financial and security policies that are more independent of the United States. Now let's take a look at another big question. Would a divided Congress impact Trump's foreign policy? Well, the answer to that is not directly, no. In foreign policy, the United States president has extreme broad scope for actions on military interventions, trade policies, and international rules and norms, and that does not require a congressional, if you will, approval. One of the few areas where the House, by that the House of Representatives, will have to say is to uh, ratifying a revised version of NAFTA treaty. Now, we're calling it USMCA. By the way, I talked about it in previous episodes. But the House, if you look at it, Democrats, uh, uh, would also face a dilemma. Opposing Trump's relatively moderate but still worker-friendly revision to the pact would be probably a political suicide if the party hopes to win back the white blue color voters who supported Trump in 2016. It is hard uh, to see House Democrats uh, making that the, if you will, Hill, they die on just to block Trump. I don't see it happening. So what the White House can do is open uh, uh, the congressional investigations. They call it the White House. I meant to say the House of Representatives. So what they can do is to open the congressional investigation or audit uh, the areas uh, that are in a way related to foreign policy, such as budgets of the Pentagon, or the State Department, or Trump's alleged financial ties to foreign powers, or this ongoing allegations of collusion in 2016 elections, and uh, many others. So, prominent Democrats have already, by the way, signaled that if they gain control of the House, this is precisely what they plan to do. So, like many others, We're watching what's going on in the midterm elections in the United States very, very closely.